Well, we have a weekly podcast and we need cash now. Go to patreon.com slash bamfcast. Patreon.com slash bamfcast. This week on the Bamfcast, mercenaries to the left of me, fighters to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with Garuba. One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the Bamfcast. Hey, hey. it's the Bamfcast. Bamfcast. Episode 559. Cool, I man. Think. Those numbers keep going up. Yeah, it's incredible. I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of this here Bamfcast is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Then we come in here and talk about it. And then they get ratings. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They get one of five jocks and a robot jocks. Robot jocks. Yay. I like that one. However, there are bad, bad movies that stay away. They get a negative sliding scale, one of five bags is in giant bags of trash. Boo. Uh, boo, indeed. Bad, that is when bad. we do not like a movie. No. And we rate it poorly. We don't. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're done with that whole, like, pioneering effort we had with spooky movies. Taking a break from yeah. being pioneers. Um, yep. And, uh, yeah, we are going back and dipping back into the cannon well. Yes. Uh, we have not drank from there in a while. <laughs> This is a recent Blu-ray release. Yes, that that too Ooh. that helped within the last couple of months. Nice. Uh, yeah, this is a uh, 1988's Mercenary Fighters. Right, that canon f- film that you all love <laughs> and remember, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Peter Fonda, uh-huh. Red Brown. Yeah, I mean, I think Ron you mean. O'Neal. I think you mean Red Brown. Red Brown. <laughs> so, so my apologies. Yes. <laughs> uh, Ron O'Neill, James Mitchum, uh, Yeardley Smith, perhaps. Nope. No? No. No. Are you sure? It's not. I could swear. Spiritual sister. Harlow said it was definitely Yeardley no, Smith. I said, he said it looked he was a getting lot like her. Yeardley Smith vibes. Yeah. I do that with every person who I don't know who they are. They remind me of somebody Yardley more famous. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Well, somebody who voices. <laughs> no, not just her. It's anyone who voices. blindness. Somebody that voices somebody <laughs> in The Simpsons. So, okay. yeah. Dan okay. Castanella, Hank Azaria, one of those. It's going to be one of those that you look like one of them. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Uh, th- this is a movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> so some shit's going down in uh Central Africa. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling bad that I honestly have no idea did they say what country they went to? Or Yes, I but I don't remember. It starts It's not a real country. It. Is it okay, it's made up good. Yeah. That's probably for the best. Yeah. And they want to build a dam. Uh huh. Dam. And they're having a problem with people who don't want to leave the area. Correct. So they have to figure out what to do about it. And the military has an idea, but the press has gotten wind of it, which the military's idea is just kill everyone who's there and won't leave. Yeah, it's it's kind of strange because this movie begins with a lot of backstory that means very little by the end because... Yeah, like I mean, you know, you get this press conference with the president of this fictional country, basically finding out that his general carried out murdering some villagers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because the press guy was like, "Yeah, but what about when this happened?" And yeah. he's like, "I was not aware of this." And this bustling press yeah. pool in this tiny <laughs> African country, you know, of a bunch of white dudes. Well, it's a big damn deal. Yeah. So everybody's there. That mm-hmm. does, yeah. But um, they uh. You know, he takes the general back and kind of dresses him down for a minute. It's like, this isn't how we're supposed to win a war. And he's like, I've got it figured out. And then cut to 
seeing some of the mercenary people doing various things before they sort of come together. I mean, including uh, a brief action sequence in Nicaragua, I believe. Yes, Nicaragua. Um, I, I had to say it correctly. It's just like it's like jalapeno or piñata. Mm-hmm. Um, piñata. Uh, but yes. Piñata. Um, yeah, it's just you know, kind of like a little bit of backstory, and then uh, Ron O'Neill, who was not listed as being in this movie, is yes, he was? Uh, is he? Oh, yeah, okay, he was the third name I said. Sorry, yeah. I didn't catch that. After one. you shouted Reb Brown real loud. <laughs> All right. Um, but yes, he basically goes and recruits Reb Brown. Is like, I got a call. We got some shit. I mean, he's flying a plane. He's briefly. a crop duster. Yeah, yeah, and he gets the call. Yes, he's super, wow, he's, crop dusting. He's super fly DDT. <laughs> yes. And he's like. Fuck this! I'm out of here. I get to go be a mercenary. I'm taking your plane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gone. And yeah, then he goes and recruits Red Brown, who's his buddy. Red Brown, just happy-go-lucky guy living in a tiny apartment, maybe with a lady. I don't she, know if she lives there the or not. The credits say she's, she's got a novelty California shirt. That's really all we know about her. Is that on one side it says "Welcome to California," and the, on the other side it says "Now go home." Right. Mm-hmm. This is some dumb like Oxnard or some dumb California town. Um, well, that's where the crop dusting was, was Oxnard. That's right. Uh, Why are you making fun his, of Oxnard, California? Because Nard, it's got a fun name. Nard yeah. is right there in it. Oxman's California's got Nard. Done, yeah. yeah. Oxman's got Nard. Yeah. Um, in the credits, mm-hmm. it says uh, TJ's girl. Oh. So well, she was definitely his girl. His girl for the evening. Like, she just comes next door and... Maybe, but like... It, sexes that hunky man up. Sure, sure. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Like anyway, I said, none of this matters. Son of a bitch. No, it does matter. No, I mean, yeah, to say it, it, it all. Most of this doesn't matter. I mean, maybe the slight backstory of Red Brown maybe being an okay guy amongst all these other no, shady he's mercenaries. A cheater. I mean, yes, perhaps he is, but on the list Definitely of is. we just on the list know. of things that people have done, you know, cheating on one's potential uh, significant other he's versus gone. genocide is. I mean, you know, I'm just saying on the. On the level of severity. Well, Reb Brown goes through some changes throughout the film. Uh, <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, he is this backstory is really only there to kind of paint the picture to just be like, oh, maybe this is going to be the guy that's okay. Because as soon as they get to this fictional country in Africa, the the, the president no longer matters because this general is now the only authoritarian figure mm-hmm. that we will see for the rest of the movie. So I don't know why it wasn't just, you know, warlord, general, president guy. Like, it could have just been one character and save some time. It's it's weird that yeah. that never comes Drama. back up again. Yeah. Gotta, but it's not conflict it's not, because... Yeah, it never comes back because yeah. no one goes like, hey, oh, what we are have you doing? Oh, we have to introduce the... somebody. Photographer? <laughs> journalist? The, the journalist <laughs> guy is, I think, the guy who is like, what about the guys that were killed the 15 people that were killed yes. yeah he whatever. shows up later yeah. in the movie and he's a photojournalist or something right yes, yes. He, he does yeah. briefly but yeah. spoiler alert um but yeah so i mean these people all come and you know have a get together this ragtag group of people nobody i mean some people know each other some people are like hey you you son of a bitch and other people it doesn't seem like they know each other at all and the general guy is like real impatient with all this for a very long time until peter finally finally gets everybody to shut the fuck up and listen Right. He's the leader. Peter of, Fonda. He's the guy that put this all together. Balding guy. in front. Yeah. Party in the back. Uh-huh. With a with a foot brace. It's and, never explained. And a cane. Yeah. And a surly attitude. Probably because Peter Fonda does not want to be in mercenary fighters. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean his fault. <laughs> I he didn't have to take a check for it. Come on. Yeah. I mean, this movie's not doing any favors as far as like I mean this movie does things where it's like 
I don't know enough about Peter Funda. And then when the, like he shows up with this leg brace thing, I started questioning him, like, does Peter Fonda actually no. have a leg brace? No. Oh, I know. This, but was, I mean, this was a character trait. Exactly. I understand, but it's never brought up or means anything to the point that I'm like, is this just a thing that right. like, they he never doesn't get drunk one show? night and tell you know? a story about how yeah. he stepped on a landmine? Yeah. It's like if like one movie was like, hey, look, you know, Scotty totally didn't have a middle finger. And, you know, then you'd go like, wait, did he always not? Or did they, you know, Lieutenant Dan his finger out, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Lieutenant Dan his finger out. You know what I'm saying? I know it makes sense. It's still dumb. It's it's (laughs) still a phrase. But anywho, my point is, is like Uh it's a it's a dumb character trait that means nothing. And they all get together and fuck around a bit. And then he's like, all right get down to business, show us the money, Lebowski, and they do, and right, we'll take care of this. And they give them a whole bunch of, like, World War One era <laughs> rifles. They give uh, them a bunch of dumb guns, yeah. and they're like, whatever, we're, let's just get in a helicopter with our big guns, and yeah. we will do stuff. Well, and, yeah, because yeah, Peter Fonda hasn't yet to reveal it yet, but he has a secret grenade launcher that he carries with him at all times in a little satchel. He does, yeah. Because um, somebody tries to take it for him, and he's like, "No, no, this stays with me." Right? The porter tries to yeah. take it. Like, please, sir, let porter, me take your bags. I mean, they're not I'm a hotel. Kidding. I, mean... I know. I'm just saying. Sure. Yes. It's that scenario of, I, "Please yeah. let me take your bag, sir." No, no, this stays with me. Yeah. Because it's my grenade launcher. Right. My precious. Yes. Um. Yeah, and this this starts the plot of the mercenaries are there to kill the rebels. Yeah, they're basically and, just like, the rebels may be out here, they spot a couple of guys, or they, they go out to, like, recon the villages that they're supposed to be They slowly, just go out yeah. to, like, a place, and they're like, there are rebels here, follow shoot them. at them, but yeah. don't kill them, because we need to follow them back to where the rebel hideout is. So that's what they do, but the I one guy, Jim Mitchum, just keeps shooting them, <laughs> keeps killing the rebels. And, and the, so, here's one of the unfortunate things about this movie is that the the people that they are there to kill are not the ba- necessarily the bad people. Not at all, actually. But for a lot of the movie, the people we are told are the good guys are slaughtering them. Just, mm-hmm. just absolutely men, women, and children and their homes yes. just being slaughtered. And it's... You you see what's going to happen because they keep cutting to Reb Brown, who's making a face like I don't mm-hmm. know about this guy's, but but he continues to participate yeah, in the this, in the crime. This would basically be like uh, if the what two thousand eight Rambo, the Grandpa or whatever we called it at the mm-hmm. time, until they made another one. He's even older, but I mean, uh, and more racist, but Great, uh, <laughs> Rambo. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying like you know I, I'm saying like if. <laughs> If, if like he had been on the side of the Burmese army in the beginning, and then like one battle in goes, hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying like this is what this movie is. Is like our our hero starts off on this this mission that basically is like let's firebomb a fucking village. Yeah, the the weird thing is that our villain or our hero takes part in. Now he will do things like, oh no, I didn't know there were women and children here. I'm not gonna slice this man's neck or stuff like that but then he'll walk outside and fire off three rounds and just kill some some dude and then even like later once he's like firmly on the other side of like the mercenaries are kind of bad these people might be okay he's still like whatever i'm gonna i'm part of this mission i'm gonna fucking mow down as many like the thing on the poster that's the hero shot of the movie is three quarters of the way into the movie after he's been fully turned over to Oh, I get it. Like th- these guys are all right, but because they killed Sanchez or some guy who's in front of him that he never even knew or interacted with, he's like, "I'm gonna fucking murder all of you." And it's like, what is the tone of this? Yeah. 
the, and, and it gets even more tonally confusing. <laughs> God, yeah. I mean, Halfway through. Well, I think it's... Right, so they, they're... Kind of, I mean, okay, so just to paint the entire picture of, of how we get here to the helicopter, like, we're murdering people, you know, like, how do you m- m- murder women and kids, you know, like, a la mm-hmm. fucking Full Metal Jacket is basically what's happening here. And... But, you know, like, Peter Fonda's throwing out some casual racism, and, I mean, they're in fucking Africa, and he describes, like, you know, one of the people are, like, get his black ass, and then, like, everybody looks at him, he's like, oh, uh, sorry, and it's like, okay, why? Like, I mean, like, I'm just saying, I mean, even Superfly's like, hey, what the fuck, guy? (laughs) I'm here, I'm, like, one of your friends, right? Um, (laughs) uh, Maybe, probably not, but, you know. Uh, Anyway, I'm just saying, like, totally, this movie is just like, what the fuck? Like, from the very beginning, because they're all just, mm-hmm. they're like, these are all bad people, except for maybe Superfly and, and Rob Brown. I mean, everyone else is, like, so looking super shady. I mean, they right. they hired nothing but, like, all the bad guys from Lost. I'm just saying, like, every person <laughs> with, like, the shifty-looking eyes, it's like, clearly they're bad, you know, yeah. so. But, uh, like, so, the weird thing about it is that, so they have that scene in the beginning where they, they introduce the dam, and they say, look, these people won't leave. We, we can't just go in there and kill them, so we need to kill them once removed by hiring some people and not doing the killing ourselves. But there's never any effort to say, hey, you guys have three huts here. We're going to flood this place. What if we move you? And I get it, ceremonial grounds and stuff like that. I understand the whole thing. But it's like it's like every movie where a land developer is like, we'll pay you $20 million to move out of your fucking shitty apartment. And they're like, no, nah, I was born here. I'm staying here. It's like, no, take the $20 million and leave. What are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> but there's there's none of that. There's no attempt to be like, okay, there are five of you here. What if we just put you in a truck and take you over there <laughs> and then open the flood? <laughs> and then you can't come back. I, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be... I'm not trying to be dismissive about the idea of like, you know, imminent domain or you know, <laughs> whatever, manifest destiny and all these kinds of things where we force people out of their homes and things. I mean, I'm, no, no, I mean, I, I just saying like, it, it's a little bit different because like, I, I think our mindset is like, we, you know, as a colonizing folk, we don't really feel sure. that we bl- belong anywhere. I don't think we've ever had that like sense of like, this is my land, my, my forefather's blood here, you know, whatever, all this stuff. I'm just saying like, I understand that, but. I'm just yeah, saying, like, the, the president of this country seems to be making the point of we want to move people to better land sure. uh, for their cattle and for their lives and I everything. Yeah. And, and also the betterment. I mean, there are push, you know, there are scenarios where it could be the side of good if it's done correctly of like, look, like, if you move here, we can make this and everybody gets water or electricity or whatever. Yeah. Oil. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're going to benefit tenfold <laughs> yeah. because now water, yeah. <laughs> hydroelectricity, whatever. Whatever we're doing here, but there's they just never make the case for it. It's just we have to eradicate these people who are living here, and only Reb Brown is like, this doesn't seem this doesn't sit well he with me. He really only seems to have. Uh, I mean, he doesn't seem to enjoy them like firebombing a, a a a hut and having a burning lady run out, and then when he realizes that no, he doesn't lady. like that. He doesn't like that. But I'm saying like he really only <laughs> seems to like get actively engaged when the the white doctor lady, Dr. Ruth, I mean, because she is, her name is Ruth, and Dr. she's a doctor. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, she is here and, like, gets menaced by the army, the mm-hmm. whatever. Again, I don't know the fictional country's name, army, right. but, you know, they're just like, you, small you're, you're, helping, you're helping the rebels, and she's just like, I'm helping people in need, and that typical kind of humanitarian right. thing of, like, you know, Hippocratic oath says I will mm-hmm. help anyone in need. Not you know I'm not choosing sides. Yep. Yeah. So there's a white lady right. with a questionable accent, who Reb Brown is immediately like, 
she's a girl mm-hmm. and we'll continue <laughs> down that path. Like later they will see her in town and he's just like, look over there. It's that girl. And Ron O'Neill's like, we don't have time for this. And he's like, no, it's cool. <laughs> I got this. And then they go and have a comic misadventure with her punctuated by the goofiest fucking soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is after just horrific slaughter has gone down. And mm-hmm. I don't mean Jim Brown. I mean, I mean, awful murder of people like people have been uh yes assassinated in their town just just completely executed yeah i mean like there's a and point they killed where, the photographer <laughs> yeah i mean they 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 grab like eight random people from the crowd like string them up demand to know where the i mean string them up like hang you know tie them to a pole they stuff. tie them to like yeah. posts and uh you know i mean it almost looks like a Salem witch burning <laughs> setup is what they have going on there, but yeah. I mean, I'm, it's probably a pig roast or something. But <laughs> um, anyway, but I'm just saying, like they line, they line up eight random people are like, tell us where the leader is, and they're like, everyone's just stone face, and he's like, I'm gonna kill you, and still everyone's stone face, and he just shoots them, and again, like Red Brown is still kind of okay, I think, with all this. It's really it's just like, hey, white lady in peril, I gotta do something. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. He's Really not well, that then, great a guy. <laughs> then the, the photographer is in the woods taking pictures, and yes. they're like, hey, I hear a photographer. Go get him. And so they get that guy, and he's like, where's your film? And he's like, oh, this is it. And they're, they're just like, okay, go to your Jeep. And then they shoot him in the back. And this is when the lady really freaks out, and Red Brown is like, oh, wait, no, the lady's having emotions. What, mm-hmm. What's wrong, lady? <laughs> is this bad? Is this wrong? What's happening? What's going on? Your emotions are different than mine. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Uh, but yes, the, the uh, so that's right. awful. So like, yeah, I mean, it's some, I, I'm saying somewhere along this, we were watching this, and I, I, I think I said somewhere in the middle here, it was like, man, this is really fun. We're gonna watch Hotel Rwanda next week because I mean, it's there was like, there was a there was a point where both of you like, like kind of hard turned on this. It was it was right towards the end of this scene because I think it's like, when they're dragging the people to the post to get shot. I mean, it's it's it was horrific shortly, screaming. It, and, yeah, it was shortly you know, after like, they were killed yeah. because this that isn't like action is, movie wailing this is like you know like we're going for an yeah. oscar like oh god my family <laughs> yeah yeah. Like, yeah it's it's awful and i i you know i don't know if this is if this is worthy of giving the director credit or not but i mean it is immediately after this mm-hmm. that the movie gets fucking goofy <laughs> yes well because i mean they basically because they go back into town go, and the well, lady's like i'm leaving and that's when Red Brown's like, oh yeah, they do. This is where he makes her kind of like him because she's she's trying to leave the hotel. Yeah. Well, she's no, she's got like medical supplies coming in, and somebody's like, there's the, the taxes, tax, yeah, and, and he's like, these have always been prepaid. He's like, no, no, I'm here. You yeah. owe me money, and they come up and they're like, we have guns, they're free now, and he's like, yes, yes, clerically, they're free now, and she's like, this doesn't make up for anything. You still kind of suck, bye. But also, I'm totally smiling every time I'm talking at you. And then the soundtrack goes, what, what, boing. Yeah. Well, the soundtrack <laughs> really goes, what, what, boing when. Uh, the soundtrack goes what what boing. Yeah, when Peter Remember Fonda, that, kids. Peter Fonda is like, we hear they're all back at the camp and, and we hear a chopper coming in and he's like, your next mission is you guys go and load this chopper, do it you know ASAP or something like that. And mm-hmm. he basically they basically bring in the helicopter because it's just a bunch of prostitutes on a helicopter. Yep. And he's like, these these are for you boys and Red Brown and well. Okay, the prostitutes land. They're basically like, you, you guys have been in the jungle. You all stink. Or not the jungle, but you guys have been fighting. They have a whore meeting, yeah. and they're like, they you, tell, you guys, you guys whore smell moot. horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And the whore leader yeah. is like... It's the whore moot is actually what it is. That's it's, what I said. Yeah. It's like, Peter Fonda, listen, uh, everyone smells bad. Hmm. And so they're like, let's go jump in the lake. 
and in the river, which is also dirty, right? By the, Filthy yeah, like, river. Yeah, they're, yeah, you're gonna get the urethra fish or whatever, yeah. urethra Franklins or whatever. Thought, no, not no. urethra Franklin. I thought for sure that's what was gonna happen here. Like the like the prostitutes were like, haha, now you have this and yeah. you, dick we, fish. We can't have sex with you. I don't think dick fish. I don't think dick fish is the official name. Of the nope, that's dick what they're fish. called, dick fish. Oh, okay. You gotta look out for that. Dick fish. Just Google it. Dick fish. All right. But yeah, that. They all jump out, and there's... there's well, Red Brown and, and uh, Ron O'Neill are like, eh, I don't know, and Ron O'Neill's giving him like, the boxer speech of, like, I don't want to have sex before we go into battle, and then... <laughs> well, the, they keep cutting to the one, like, chief prostitute who's mm-hmm. just standing by the banks, just kind of slapping her ass and just, like, wiggling around. It's like, what are you doing, ma'am? Yeah, it's and called then, a sales pitch. I, it's awful. And then, but right, it works on Ron O'Neill. He's like, whatever, dude, this is going to be the best day of my life. I'm out of here. This there, is Yeardley Smith, by the way. Yeah, therefore not bad because it worked. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. sales pitch works sure. when a sale is made. I mean, she's fine. If, you know, if I were in the middle of Africa and she showed up and was like, hey. They had been there 16 hours. <laughs> four days. It, they were not missing home yet. Four days. Okay. They'd been there four days. Well, four days without being able to snuggle up. So Rep Brown gets out of the river, buck-ass naked. Chunk. And is just strolling through to get his clothes, and the lady is there, the nurse lady. And he's like, well, you've seen mine. Let me see yours. And she's like, ah, oh, you. And, and this is, I mean, it's yeah. positively goofy at yes, this point. I mean, the, the soundtrack is, <laughs> I mean, the whole soundtrack, we, we seem to be on this kick where we've been in an action movie soundtracks that have pan flute. Thing yeah. or at least digital pan flute for a, a while. This was it? definitely keyboard pan yeah. flute, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, because this is doing things you like slides you couldn't do on an actual pan yeah. flute. Like they were just well, you couldn't do them. Zamfir, Zamfir. I don't think you could because <laughs> it's not a smooth. You're not a you're not a master of the pan flute. Uh, obviously, apparently, I'm not. You're you're right. I I have not had that. the time of my life. Records well. Anyway, but yes, I mean, I'm saying that it's yeah, it's doing it's, some it's, wacky it's, it's a lot of like, wacky pan flute, like except for like when the genocide stuff is happening, and then but then it starts like somber almost pan flute when the genocide. Yeah, happens. it is somber pan flute. But there's like snake rattles yes. and rattlesnakes, and, yeah, lots of rattlesnakes. Occasionally, like '70s action music and sometimes '70s black exploitation music, but mm-hmm. not when Ron O'Neill is doing things, yep. and it's it's just a. A cacophony of random noises that came from the studio where someone was to make music. They were just like, I don't know, hit those wind chimes and bang on that. And okay, I'm going to jam on my Casio here for I'm, a second. I'm pretty sure they actually went on, on sometimes they had like the actual rattle, or rattlesnake uh, shakers. You know, mm-hmm. they're not really rattlesnakes, but I mean, they could right. be, but yeah, I mean. Usually on a soundtrack, it's a different kind of shaker. But I mean, then, then they would have the vibra slap too. So it was just like, yeah. it was confusing because it was like, too many, yeah, too many, too, too much noises, percussion. Yeah. yeah, but it's constant. It's a constant, just like I don't know. We fill the silence with noise. Have the soundtrack guy do something. So occasionally, the soundtrack guy does wacky sounds. Yeah, and- yeah but through all this, it's just it's like bordering on uh, Seinfeldian you know, sitcom music. I yes, mean, it is right after fucking genocide, and she she's like, well, if you want to hang out with me, we're gonna go to the Rebel Village, and you're gonna see. Well, we're just gonna we're gonna jeep around and. I think she actually says, we're going to the Rebel Village, and you're going to meet the guy, or whatever. Right. I can't remember his name. They go to, like, her hut first. And, uh... No, they go to, they go to her hut after. They go to... Yeah, it's they, after. They, yeah, because they meet, they meet the it's guy It's after first. when they trauma bond. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, they go, they... But meet, again, this is even kind of goofy, because, like, <laughs> you know, this guy was in a party that murdered some of this people's... Right. This guy's people, 
And they have kind of like a, I mean, he does the, I don't speak your language, so she has to translate thing, even though later in the movie he right. totally speaks perfect English. Well, okay, mostly perfect English. Yeah. But he asks Reb Brown, like, is it is it the policy is it the way of white, of you men? white people to yeah. kill women and children? Right. Yeah. And then, like, it punctuates you... it with, like, are you going to bring some women and kids to the next so, battle so we can get so we some? Can kill some? And then he just starts laughing, like, Haha, oh, you, you thought I was serious. Anyway, you're fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're a real warrior. And, yeah. You know, you should, if, you, if I could pay you, I would. Yeah. And Reb Brown's just standing there the whole time with this goofy smile on his face, like, Man, this is crazy. <laughs> this is so like I know I'm paid to kill you, and I really should be murdering you right now because that's the job. But I, whatever, this is fun. I mean, I am beside myself right now. <laughs> I just I didn't think I'd go, I was going to be here when I woke up this morning. Yeah, and then they go back to her hut, and she's like, "Bad things have happened here." And he's like, "I don't want I don't want to force you to talk about it." She's like, "Well, deal with it. I'm going to tell you everything that happened." Here's a rape story, and and he's like, no, no, that's fine. And she's yeah, like, here's is, extra details. He's like, my mom, I think her mom and her aunt were raped or something like that. Yeah, and like killed, and like while she was hiding, and blood drips on her, and all this horrific stuff. All yep. again, while questionable soundtrack is happening, and Red Brown's like, I know how to solve this. Make out. Yep, mud dick. <laughs> we're not. Sol- I mean, we're not sure if he solves it that much, but yeah, he I mean at least oh, solves it with. Well, okay. It's heavily implied. It's heavily by implied. The fade to black. He sure. crushed that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Don't I, have a cow, man. No, no. I just feel nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. wrong, girl. But whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's not her. Uh, yeah. Then he drives her back like sixteen hours later, or she drives him back. Um. And everyone, and Peter Fonda especially is like, the hell's the deal with that guy leaving for a very long time with someone I'm not too sure about? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he'd also uh, when he they had a confrontation uh, after he intervened to stop uh, Dr. Ruth from getting killed the first time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like held a held a big giant wrench, crescent wrench to his neck or something oh right he was working on the helicopter and peter fonda came out and was like listen whose side are you on don't fuck with my money yeah yeah um and he's like you done (laughs) he's not even acting like he's getting choked he's just like this is mildly inconvenient when you stop i'm gonna make a quip and Mm -hmm. then get away from it i could kill you with my adam's apple right (laughs) (laughs) all i have to do is swallow (laughs) daddy's gotta go to work (laughs) just flex out of his wrench gulp Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, then so he has basically told her like, yeah, we're going, we're going to do a thing tomorrow. Maybe don't be in your village around this time. Anyway, smile you later. Uh, yeah, and then they get ambushed the next day. And this is when this is when he does the gun face thing you see on the poster and all this stuff. But I mean, it's like this is a huge ambush. Yeah. The rebels are like. They've, uh, they've set this mountain up because, I mean, like, yeah. they keep showing this mountain. I mean, it's actually some decent bit of filmmaking as far as, like, we have seen this as they traverse back and forth between, you know, whatever their camp is and, and these villages. But, mm-hmm. you know, so, and it's a it's just a mostly barren but very rocky cliff. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... It but shot, they are all hiding yeah. behind every possible yeah. rock they I mean, can. And, so, and it's not necessarily... It's not a surprise to us, the audience, because we see a little bit of their gearing up montage, which is basically getting oiled up. By the ladies, yeah, uh, for before battle. It's important, yeah, I, yeah. That's a great gearing up I think, sequence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have three. Well, you don't want to be. I'm three hundred percent behind this. Yeah. Uh, but 
Yeah, I mean, so yeah, but when like the jeeps are going down the road, they set off like one explosion, which caused everybody to stop. They RPG like one supply truck, or maybe it was full of dudes. I don't know, but yeah, just it's, it's full actually of gasoline is what it was full of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's shot pretty well because it's like behind yeah, every rock. It blows it, up. It's like every a person like flies out of like every rock. It's just it's a cool yeah. shot because it's like you know it's it's like the how not to be seen video on mm-hmm. on crack. Because uh, it's just like all of a sudden, like, you know, where are they hiding? And ah! <laughs> they come out of everywhere. Yep. This is a long battle back and yeah. forth. Like, several of the mercenary fighters get killed, and one of them pisses off Reb Brown to where he just gets on the back of the Jeep and starts gun facing bullets at the rebels. And it's like, they were your friends. You just hung out with them. Like, I get it. They killed Sparky or whatever his name is. You didn't even like Sparky. Like, you don't even want to be there. Sanchez. You- I'm just whatever. It Who was gives Sanchez because he gives a shit. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck Sanchez. But he just because the French-speaking Hispanic dude, yes. who's the money, right? That was his character, and that was the extent of it. Except he did land a plane on top of a bus. <laughs> Actually, I think that was his brother. He just he was right. Oh, that's right. Plane. He just yeah. jumped out. Yeah. Still. We didn't talk about that. Yeah, that's a start. That's fucking impressive as shit. Yeah, they actually. I mean, they really do land a little prop plane on a on and a bus. take off. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> From a bus. It's I mean, wild. It's it's very theoretically possible because that that bus was trucking. In it's order, not an effect. It, they did it. No, no. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just saying that bus is moving in order to maintain yeah. takeoff velocity for yeah. it to take off yeah. and land. I mean, there's a little notch on top yes. of the bus that the plane's wheels land in so mm-hmm. that it doesn't you know fly off the thing. Yep. But pretty good. Yeah, pretty good stunt. Uh, but anyway, Sparky's dead, and Red Brown is like Grah! and throws bullets <laughs> at everybody, and. Then uh, uh, he's in a. They're all like bail, and they all get in jeeps. And the one that Red Brown is driving uh, gets hit and flips over, um, pinning him. Looks like he's dead. It looks like he's dead. Uh, Peter Fonda was also in there. He climbs out and he's like, Ah, Christ- I don't think he Christian's was. Dead. I thought he was, but I think that was another dude who actually got crushed because, like, Peter Fonda seems to just casually saunter up to when the jeep rolls up oh, okay. i i thought he was in there and i was because i made the joke i was like oh he's gonna need another leg brace because i mean this thing yeah it looked like peter fonda was in the passenger seat red brown so i thought was driving and yeah. it's like but that, maybe he jumped out that thing totally landed on that person on the passenger seat absolutely did yeah. but anyway yeah they're, dummy on the passenger they're just he's like whatever man he's dead bail so they leave mm-hmm. so there's only like three of those guys left yeah um, and, the, and there's the shitty brothers and Peter Fonda and yeah and the general guy and the general and yeah. Ron O'Neill's still there too at this point because he goes but he was back he, at the well, base. That, well, he was flying they were supposed to he, he actually comes in and kind of saves them with the helicopters because they shoot but the leader of the <laughs> they not rebels <laughs> gets shot during this battle and then Red Brown is like crawling crawling out of the jeep. And gets so, picked up by yeah some of those some, some of the rebels people, come yeah. up to him and, and, and basically him. like take him back to see this guy as he's dying. This guy, as I said, you know now speaks in English and he's basically like, oh you. Um, he's like, yeah, maybe not time for glibness. I'm fucking dying here, but yeah. Uh, but it basically, this is like you you have the power. You know, you you know I don't know. Like here's my necklace. You are the last dragon. Yeah, here's my necklace. <laughs> okay. Here's what's hilarious about this is that so Rep Brown is just kind of sitting there soaking it all in like he's not really saying much of anything except, oh, you speak English now. And that's it. He just lets the guy say his piece. Mm -hmm. That guy dies. And then another guy comes over and gives him that guy's necklace. Yeah. And and everyone starts singing. Everyone starts doing. And Rep Brown is like, wait a minute. Shut up. I can't be your leader. Now, no one said that. And Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily 
the 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 tradition of this of this tribe that they are giving him this necklace and that means he is now the leader. Right. He just that assumes yeah. he's just like, okay, you guys, I can't say no to you. And then he's like, I guess I'm the leader of this now. But then he's never the leader of them. <laughs> no, I mean, because like the thing is, is like he's now. So I mean, maybe on their side, but again, no one is in the room that. Uh, Maybe even speaks English. I don't know. That's the thing. No, that, yes, no one there. I don't speaks know. English. I mean, because he and he doesn't speak their language for I sure. Mean, I think the only reason they stop singing because it's Red Brown. He's like, hi. <laughs> and they're just like naturally, they're like, uh, what? Yeah, we don't understand what you're saying, but what? Yeah. So I like when he died right before the dude died. I was like, please make Red Brown <laughs> the the new leader, the new yeah. chief of this, even though it would have been wildly inappropriate for that to happen. I'm yes. just like. Please, see, white man. I, I don't <laughs> want to see the red brown panther. Really. <laughs> yes, it would have been awful, but it also would have been fucking amazing because it would have finally flipped red brown to where he needed to be in this. Well, sure, except that like he just assumes he's the leader and is like, I can't say no to you guys. Come on, let's go. Yeah, but then he just goes back. Well, no, he goes with them. They break into the base, but his uh, his whole thing is like, I'm going to go save Ron O'Neill and, right, and, and maybe we're going to leave. Right. Yes, but I'm saying he goes with them. Yeah, I know. But it's like you know, and then does, it's just like it's not his mission is not like to to take over and no, his mission whatever. is not like now it's time yeah. to murder that. I mean, Peter they do, Fonda motherfucker. They do murder most of the people in the in the camp. I yes. mean, uh, including Ron O'Neill. Like, right, but his deal is get back, get Ron O'Neill, get, get in the helicopter, get the lady, mm-hmm. go home. Except he doesn't know the lady's there, right? Yes. Because so they have taken the lady and tied her up in a shack. Yes. He and Ron O'Neill finally... So, okay, Ron O'Neill is very clearly leaving before Red Brown shows up, and the two brothers are like, hey, what's that guy up to? Fucking get him. Like, why they have turned on him, I don't know, but they're just like, what's that motherfucker doing? Get him. And this leads to a fight with them, you know, fighting, hitting each other and uh, trying to stop him from leaving. And eventually, like, Red Brown shows up behind them. He's got the drop on him, like, this is not going to happen this way and then another guy shows up and gets the drop on red brown and then other dudes show up and get the drop on that guy and it's like this is going to be a non-stop escalating i've got the drop on you situation yeah. uh but they punch out the two brothers and and then like the other guy whoever that guy is i forget who that guy was yeah. is just like hey and uh ron o'neill just flings a knife <laughs> and stabs that man in the neck and he's dead so they go to leave and fly away and then he's like let's go get ruth and run on was like oh she's back there in the, in the shed and he's like turn this shit around <laughs> and ron o'neill's like no we're not doing that and he's like he just starts scr- red brown screaming like turn this shit around and he's like all right fine and then he's like yeah let's do this <laughs> let's go okay. uh but so yeah, they go back yeah. and land and then that's when uh jim mitchum comes out with his gut he's just like Man, whatever. I'm going to fucking kill you, Red Brown. He's got a two-shot pistol or whatever. Well, Red- the, well the, the, so they come in with the helicopter and fuck shit up with the helicopter at first because uh, he ends up killing his brother by they drop the water tower or whatever on him. Right. And that's why the guy's just standing there like, I got nothing to live for. You killed my brother. Yeah, because they die. shoot a shot into the barracks. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And but I mean, they- like, this guy's just like like watching the helicopter land, like, come at me. and So they knock this burning water tower over onto his brother. And then he is constantly just like, knocking these embers away with a gun like maybe you're gonna be okay under there it's like no yeah. he's dead <laughs> so anyway he just kind of like straightens maybe up probably not a water tower now i think about how much it can maybe it's to a bird burn. tower yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i mean 
once water tower falls right. over, it would kind of extinguish the fire pretty quickly. Yeah, but this one it was a very good fire. They have yeah. good. <laughs> it was, high it was, it was an oil based fire. Yes. This was actually napalm. Right. Uh, so this dude kind of straightens himself up and and pulls out his gun, and he's like. All right, fuck this. And so, like, he and Red Brown have this little, like, mini it's, standoff. It's a briefest thing until he's just like, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. And then Red Brown's like, I have a machine gun. <laughs> and yeah. shoots him in the head. So that guy's dead. Yeah, he puts a whole, whole hole in his head. Yeah. Uh, Peter Fonda has gone into the shack, uh, or he may have still been in there. He comes out and he's like, I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill this slut. You know, and it's like, the fuck are you talking about, Peter Fonda? Like, <laughs> This, this Again, nice nurse lady. I'm just saying, like, his script was just like, I don't know, just say something shitty, to, yeah. like, in case people aren't realizing that you're the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, it's just one of those, like, is that necessary? Did you throw that in, Peter Fonda? Like, what the hell? <laughs> right. Uh, she gets away from him, and he runs over to this shack that says, like, danger, explosives, or whatever, and just starts to open the door, and... Uh, Reb Brown, the rebels had taken uh, Peter Fonda's gun, mm-hmm. his his grenade launcher. Yeah, it, it had like ser- like dramatically fallen to the ground yeah. during the the giant mountain battle. And, and it's weird; they kind of treat it like this mysterious object. Like, what is this? You know, and it's like, and Reb Brown's like, I know what it is. I'm telling you, it's coming with me. So he's got it, and he just starts shooting at Peter Fonda, and that shack fucking explodes. And then a couple of guys throw grenades at it too. Like it just keeps going. Like it is mm-hmm. just two or three shots of no. Peter Font is dead. <laughs> like he's he's fucking gone. Yeah, I mean, there's some idiom that people say that happened to him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. But... Now, yeah, it's it's banned on this show. Yeah. You can't say it anymore. Um. So like the 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 rebels have just basically taken over this place and killed everybody. How did the did, did they did they deal with the general guy? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. General, he just the, got he got uh, the speared, general, yeah, right? The general that, oh, got, yes, Ron yeah. O'Neill speared. Like him. Ron O'Neill was shooting at him, saw this guy running, and was like, you know, gun death not good enough for you. And and and, and luckily, <laughs> I mean, it's not like a completely out of the blue thing because it had been demonstrated that Ron O'Neill had uh, you know marksmanship with thrown objects. Yes, because he he knifed right. uh, he knifed the the Indiana Jones guy, like I, the guy we can't describe the he not, did, yeah, the he, not brother. He knifed him in the neck, threw him in the in yeah. the throat. And uh, so, like, yeah, he he throws a spear right at the general and like impales him like into his into his helicopter. I think, right. like, kind of also they like, should have peeled him off as yeah. they were getting ready, <laughs> or had a dummy stuck to the helicopter as they flew away. <laughs> that would have been cool. <laughs> been uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much everyone everyone bad dies that we know. I mean, in this camp, I mean, not the whole world, but yeah, yeah I like Ron O'Neill has slowly just kind of come around to Red Brown's point of view. He's just like, you know what? Yeah, fuck all this. And it didn't take Red Brown either. I mean, like he was pretty much out of it. Like when Red Brown got killed, and you know, I think like he saw them bringing back Doctor Ruth and everything, and because he was already packing up shit. Like yeah, he was I'm trying to pack up here. the helicopter yeah. and go. And yeah. that, he got caught by the brothers, and Red yes. Brown shows up out of nowhere and saves him. Right. That's that's the yeah the like quadruple Mexican standoff that happens there. But the final scene is just them at the train station, and they've cleaned up, and it's just like well gotta go and she's like yeah i'll finish up my work here and he's like well maybe you'll come to la and buy me a beer and she's like yeah baby and he's like ha trains yeah. <laughs> anyway it's going gotta go by and then yeah just they they hang on this train shot until it's practically off the horizon they hang on it so long i fully expected a crispy peter fonda to right. be on the train like <laughs> to have like one final like yeah. son of like a bitch. alexander fun enough yes just <laughs> Just some sort of last, like, yeah, you know, because 
while he does blow up real good, it's not like they explode a dummy or anything like that. You just sure. see him standing by the danger shack, and then the danger shack explodes. He was in the danger zone. <laughs> he was. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it, it ends. And then the guy doing the soundtrack plays a bunch of noises again. Yeah, I mean, the credits people should have... I mean, the credits should have started crawling while the train was going away. Right, but we watched the train completely the way, yeah. go, and then it fades out. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just... I'm saying it's strange because there are, you know, almost like you're watching a, you know, a Joe Dante, James Cameron, Corbin flick. I'm saying there are like, there are little touches of like, oh, this, this guy might have some talent. Like he's got like, you know, there's almost like Kurosawa-esque inspired shots in this and, and from time to time. And then it's just like, then you go do some dumb shit, like <laughs> just like hanging on a shot for way too long when your credit should start or the fucking, I mean, not wrangling your soundtrack guy better i mean it's just like yeah yeah i i'm the movie i'm not i'm not saying this guy is like super talented or whatever i'm just saying like there are things that it is like oh wow i see like i see some talent there i see like you have an eye for like how to you, you frame this shot really well but anyway but then yeah most of it is like all over the place tonally mm-hmm. it's it's a very odd thing yeah um i guess we're at rating times right yeah, we are okay I'll go ahead and go. Okay. I mean, I was already gathering my thoughts as I was talking there. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, this movie totally is all over the place, and it makes it so that you can't really even enjoy the action bits um, uh-huh. because you've got to get through all of it. It just is wrong on multiple levels to get to what should be fun. And it's like, you know, first, I mean, first rules first is like, if you're going to have, if you're going to show horrific violence, I mean, I know that like Rambo movies aren't necessarily a template for how to do a lot of things, but Rambo four is a good template of like, you know, like if you're going to show horrific graphic violence, then like you've got to have a a equally, you know, like Newton Newtonian backlash of like of a fury backwards, you know, like you've got to have just this person, like it just comes unglued and becomes the fury of God on the people that have done awful things. And this is like, eh, here's some bad things. And I'm like, ah, that, kind of sucks and I don't really know where I stand except for like I want to have sex with this lady so I'll, I'll get involved um, kind of is what it feels like and then yeah you know it's just yeah I, I don't like it it's not fun so two bags I don't know <laughs> I don't like it <laughs> Reb Brown's like he's the he's so reluctant to do the right thing yeah. until the very last moment yeah and that's what really like that's what really bothers me about this because he you know they want to paint him as some sort of hero, but really it's just this girl he has a crush on, and... If she wasn't in this, he would not flip sides, I don't well, think. Well, he he would have flipped sides, he like... He might have just left. I'm saying he might have, like, yeah, maybe not been yeah. like, I'm going to join you, but, like, this isn't for me, I gotta right. go. Yeah. He either would have left or would have flipped sides, like, 30 seconds later. <laughs> I think he right. just. I think he would have like gone to Ron O'Neill and be like, "Are you with this? No, not really. Okay, yeah, this, this you can seems, fly, right? Yeah, no, let's get the yeah. fuck out of here. Yeah, this seems bad, doesn't it? But like, <laughs> it's like he's okay with pretty much everything up until you know, up until the point where you just can't like ignore the evil that's going on, and only because it's happening to somebody that he had a fade to black with. Yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah. Man, Red Brown's character in this sucks. Yeah. He cheats on his girlfriend, his girl back in LA or whatever. I'm I'm deciding that that's his girlfriend. He cheats on his girlfriend. He kills a bunch of these folks and the scene before he turns good, he's still a bad guy. Like he's machine gunning down the entire hill of 
quote unquote rebels. Yeah. Like also he's a mercenary. He you know probably not doing the right thing. Like <laughs> you tell me a time when the mercenaries were like like hired mercenaries were the the good guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're usually hired to do something I mean, awful that no one wants. I mean, like reality or movies? Because <laughs> plenty of movies. It, it happens a pretty fair amount in the movies. A, a lot of times sure. they have to be convinced to be the good guys. I but... mean, Three Amigos are good mercenaries. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Six Underground. Three Amigos are idiots. Six Underground is all mercenaries. They're good guys. And yeah. They're doing it for good reasons. Yeah. And if we're going to keep with the numbers, I mean, there's uh, mm-hmm. the Dirty Dozen. <laughs> no, they're, that's actually, they're soldiers. I'm kidding. That's, just... that's right. They're paid by the army. But, like, I guess I'm thinking more in real life. Mercenaries are almost never the good guys, right? Correct. Like, all the PMCs that exist are just war crime factories. Right. They're, they're doing right? it because it would be wholly illegal for the U.S. military to be doing these things. Right. That's why they're doing it. Yes. So. Hot take. <laughs> Suck it, mercenaries. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're, like, a mercenary enthusiast, then you are, like, in for real life. Uh, you're probably listening to the wrong show by this point, but... Yeah, it, the explosions are real good. <laughs> I like the explosions. There are lots of explosions. Like, yeah, yeah. We should, we should point out that the infamous gun face shot of Red Brown has an extra explosion inserted in the background. Like, yeah, just because. Like inserted. Like, I mean, like not. No, it happened. It's part of the shot. Is it? Yeah, I yeah. swear that was a plated in explosion. No, that's absolutely. Okay. Part of you think they? No, they had plenty of explosions. I mean, know, there were explosions going back set. on behind it, but I swear there's an extra plated in one that is not real. No, it, it is a fancy shot because okay. they knew it was the money shot of right. both right. the trailer yeah, okay. and the poster. But no, they they okay. totally blew up something behind him. All right, they're like, do gun face. We're gonna blow. I mean, I've got part him. of it on in Mackie's spot on the live stream. But yeah. I mean, I'm saying like as it's painting across him doing this, it, I feel like there was a. No, yeah, they, a superimposed they didn't one. Played in a fucking no explosion for this movie. <laughs> Absolutely not. They had this no movie cost eighty four dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the effect looked like it didn't cost. Like it looked like it was done wrong because it's like a whole different light. That means it's real. All right, <laughs> that's that's why. Okay, I think it's also like further in the background than we think. Mm. Yeah. Maybe, but that's true. They could have yeah. been u- using a deep focus lens, and that's why it looked weird. Sure. <laughs> uh, so Harlow, you gave it what two bags? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm on board with that. I think I give it two bags. I, I, it's this weird place because it's bad. Like it's bags bad, but it also hmm, maybe you could watch it. <laughs> but also, you could probably just find like just find the the clips of the explosions. Yeah. Or go find that Red Brown, you know, Cotton Candy in Disneyland movie, whatever that was called, Strike Commando. Yeah, Strike Commando. Yeah. We'll watch that instead. I'm yeah. saying, if you want to watch uh, gun, yes, absolutely gun, watch gun facing that. Red Brown, you know, like, there's yeah. the movie. In and of itself, it's not, like, it's not super interesting. I don't know. Maybe you want to watch Peter Fonda? But, nah, no, like, one, no one wants that. No? <laughs> no. I don't think so. I don't know. I'm just trying to, like, maybe I'm just in a generous mood today. Because <laughs> I don't want to, like, I... Eh, whatever. Two bags. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It just, it's... It's a very generous two bags. Yeah. Okay. It's not good. All right. I mean, honestly, I could go lower because, I mean, like, this, I mean, it, you know, I, I have said in the past, like, there are things that, like, get to me and, you know, I've said the word glib to many times, but, like, glibly showing, like, mass murdering war crimes and things like that, it's like, you know, like, if you're going to do that, like, you've got to, like, you've got to punch counterpunch, you know? Just, yeah, pay it off. Yeah, you can't, like, you can't just be like, hey, we've done this awful shit to these people and the guys are like... Yeah, I came in. I shot you with my forty-five, and it's like, cool. cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. good job. 
You know, it's like <laughs> you killed him. I mean, good end game, but you know, where's the spies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Shooting with forty five grenade launchers instead. <laughs> like that's right. what you want. Right. Yeah. Uh, Charles I'm, is going to give it a jock. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to yeah. give it a single jocks. I think there's enough here for someone being either a Reb Brown or Canon Films completionist uh, that you can have a minuscule amount of fun with it. I I like just kind of looking at Reb Brown because he, in certain roles, he he is just kind of, he's there, but he's not there. It's <laughs> yeah. He's he's kind of not there for a lot of this. He's just kind of staring at people. With the lights goof- are on, but nobody with is a home. goofy yeah. grin on his face. And for some reason, that like through the entire like beginning when they're getting a briefing and being told like the horrific shit that's going on, he's just sitting there listening to this with this grin on his face. Not like a I can't wait to get out there and murder people grin, but just like a it's neat to be out of the house grin. Like I'm outdoors. <laughs> just uh, shit eating grin. Yeah. I'm in Africa. I've never been here before. Yeah, that's that is one of the first things he says. Like oh, Africa. I've never been there. Before. Yeah. So I I kind of enjoy that aspect of Red Brown in this, and I, then I like the aspect of Red Brown where he's doing the Red Brown thing, um, and I think just the stunt work, whether or not it's safe or not, I couldn't tell you. At least one oh, person God. died while making there's, this. There's some shit they do with the helicopters in this. I'm like, uh, this is 1988. Like it had been a while since the Twilight Zone movie, guys. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Well, this was not a union shoot. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, like, I'm just saying they are buzzing people. Like, there's a there's oh yeah, a, there's, there's a, a lot of yeah. they have landed and they are way too close to yeah. others yeah. and or taking you, off when there are people like yeah. near the tail rotors and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, there's it's, there's a lot of that. Yeah. So that's or the shot with like the the one year old in the middle of the street that the woman has to come running as a car never slows down. Yeah, yeah. I'm not necessarily talking about those stunts. Okay. I'm, I'm talking about maybe sure. the planned ones right. where it was like we're gonna ramp this jeep off of something and it's gonna look cool i think there's enough of that they land a goddamn plane on a bus they do i mean that's something you don't see every day it's not there's one jock's worth of material in this that's worth watching i will say okay especially because it's on blu-ray and it looks the best it's ever gonna look so you know if if we'd watched a vhs copy of this i probably would have been angrier because Usually muddy, gross pr- prints make me angry, but this looks fine. Red Brown's in it. He is. It looked fine. One jocks. I, I, like most of the time, Red Brown's on screen. I'm, I'm always wondering if like he's like running his lines that he's going about to say, or if it's just like <laughs> la 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 right. la la. Right. La, if it's, <laughs> it's teeny dum doom, or if it's or if he's really listening, like dialogue. Or I wonder if it's just like really loud, like la la la. la. <laughs> That's probably it. <laughs> It's probably a yeah. a nice song being yeah. screamed in his head. <laughs> it's okay, Red Brown. We love you. Someone's got to. Millions of people love Red Brown. Tens of people love Red Brown. The original Captain America. <laughs> so if you love Red Brown and you want to tell us how much you love Red Brown, how would they do that, DJ? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Why are you asking me? Oh, good. Is, that was an attempt at a seg to oh, contact oh, information. Oh, a seg. Uh, oh, I, man, I didn't know. I didn't know we were done. I had one more thing to add to, oh. the, to the... According to the IMDb trivia, okay. which is probably not true, but I want to put out out there in this world, sure, Richard Keel turned down the uh, Peter Fonda role for this movie. Why? Like, why? Why would they do that? I mean, I mean, why... No, that's clearly not true, because, like, A... Why would he turn it down? And B, why would they go after him? Because like, 
he's not a guy known for like speaking or you know like i don't know i'm just saying like you know your mercenary leader needs to like but i'm really enjoying the sure. movie that's playing in my head with yeah. richard keel instead of uh instead of peter fonda yeah it's a it's a completely different movie the okay. trivia at least got the name of his autobiography autobiography right mm. so it is closer to being possibly true and okay. easily verifiable unlike some of the other bullshit we've seen in the trivia well, where he it's may like put it in the book but it's hard to verify now well, I think he would know if he turned down the role. Well, I'm just <laughs> well, saying, he's not gonna... I, I can put anything down on paper. It might not be true. Right? Why would he put in a book, I was offered the lead in Mercenary Fighters and said no? I don't know, man. People do weird shit all I, the time. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure if it's in the book, it happened. Okay. That's not something you make up. If he's like, I had sex with dead starlet, prove me wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's something what, you can make up. What's the name of his uh, autobiography? Making it big in the movies. That's it. Uh. <laughs> what is it supposed fucking to be? Sick burn about <laughs> Richard Keel's autobiography. Title. What a fucking joke! <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, I was hoping for like something. Arlo funny. wants puns, man. Yeah. Like I, I mean, just you know, usually his braniconda like, don't. It's literally a double meaning. <laughs> I understand he's a large person. I just uh-huh. feel like you know, like he could have done something working in Jaws somehow, healing like, me softly. Yeah, or that. Yeah. <laughs> With his jaws. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The Richard Keel story. Anyway, if you wanna if you wanna write in with your suggestions as to what Richard Keel should have named his autobiography, uh BMF at BMFcast.com is the email address. Or uh, just go to regular old BMFcast.com and have a look around. Click on some stuff, you know. <laughs> Richard Keel's autobiography. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, yeah, click around the website. We got some stuff over there that's like, you know, content, I guess. Uh, a bunch of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, somebody DM'd us or DM'd us on Twitter. Somebody messaged us on Twitter. Uh, they replied. You know, replied, yeah, mm-hmm. which will be deleted soon, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, to say that they hadn't listened to the podcast in several years because we hadn't showed up on their feed. And mm. that's weird, for one. But for two, like, Go to the website and subscribe with your, like, click on any number of the buttons that we have there. There's, like, Apple Music and yeah. Spotify it's, and it's all Pocket all, Casts. Yeah. And, Whatever, like, major streaming service that also offers podcasts, I think we've signed up for. Yeah, we're pretty much on all of them. Amazon and Spotify. Blueberry and, and Strawberry Podcast. Google Play. Player. Yeah. Tim's Podcast app. You know, all that shit. So, right, if you're missing, what I'm saying is if you if you happen upon this podcast, you're missing some other podcasts, you don't know when we do our things, just go to the website, sign up for all the things. YouTube.com slash Banffcast. We do a live stream every week. Uh, you can get some extra fun jokes that you don't normally get. If you really are, like, begging for content, though, you can't get enough of the free content that we put out for you, uh, go to Patreon.com slash BMFCast and... Uh, you will find tons of content there that you can pay for. Mm-hmm. And uh, the benefit to paying for it is, one, you don't have as much money to worry about, and two, we get to keep doing this. That's right. Less money for you means peace of mind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right? Like, you got you got this, like, five bucks a month that you're like, huh, I never know what to do with this. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Get rid of it. Might as well sign up at the three jocks level for, you know, for the Bamfcast Patreon and then get a bunch of totally awesome bonus podcast we've got like 600 hours of extra content yep yes i believe uh i don't think i'm even exaggerating i think it's at least 600 i believe a nobel poet laureate once said mo money mo problems right yeah 
yeah for you for us no yeah well we don't us, i'm just saying if we you don't have a lot of money right. so we don't have a lot of we'll problems take your we problems. can handle some of we will it. take yeah. your problems but That's the, what the more money for. we have the better it is for us because we have bills to pay but you you've just got money laying around it's like just all over the place just right get rid of it clean do some spring cleaning in in the fall now and get that money out of there uh there's there's a whole like free section where we've made certain episodes free. Oh, yeah. Basically a sampler of every podcast we've ever done. So you can see that, like, oh, there's 200 more episodes of this and 20 more of this and so on and so forth. That'll make you want to sign up because you'll hear us and go, wow, yeah. they're good at any topic. And if there's one that, that, that you really like that we're not doing anymore, yell at Mackie because it's probably his fault. Probably because <laughs> he left us. <laughs> he left us, Jack. <laughs> he left us. Just, See, that was a little cross-pollination right yep. there. Yeah. But anyway, like, I, I just wanted to, yeah, to throw that out there, Patreon. It, it's nice that you did. I appreciate for once, finally, yeah, mentioning finally. the fact that we yeah. have a Patreon. I think more people <laughs> probably need to mention their Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah they should. They should often. probably do it at the beginning, though. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We don't do it at the beginning because yeah. we're dumb. What about our sponsors? We totally uh, do it at the beginning. Us. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, viewers like you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Remember back in those PBS days when you'd watch Mr. Robert, Robin, Mr. Robinson, Mr. Robinson, <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Robinson. Yeah, I, I still cannot. Ooh, someone's at the door. Yeah, Let's see who it is. Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. There it is. And they'd be like, "Oh yeah, supported by viewers like you." I'd be like, when I was seven, I was like, "Yeah, me." I'm supporting Mr. I'm Rogers. I'm supporting Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. Yeah, and uh, I still never have. <laughs> never given money to pbs but like viewers like you are what support us uh so i don't really drink coffee so i don't need a free coffee mug or whatever they're giving away this year oh no it's it's always oh, a tote, tote? Bag. it's oh, always a tote, a tote bag. okay it's you actually get... it's okay so as as a household that contributes Ooh. to pbs now is it a nice tote bag it's not that it's it's access to the streaming oh you get the streaming stuff now okay yeah, okay. That's pretty good. I mean, like, do they have like? Is it like back catalog streaming? <laughs> yes. Chuck was oh, nice. Chuck was ready to defend no, the I'm, supporting I'm people. Cool well, I mean, they actually. do have tiers of of tote bags and shit like that. But in addition sure. to that, you also get access to the streaming. So I mean, that's that, that'd sick. be cool to have like we get that away for free. Of, fifty years of Nova access or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you want to watch Wrong Science, <laughs> science that has since been corrected, I watch mean, a Nova episode from nineteen sixty. Sure, but you know, like, you, you got to know where you came from to know where you're Saturn, going. Saturn, the last planet. It is. <laughs> Pluto, you the can learn about this newfangled thing called transistors. Yeah. <laughs> no car will ever go faster than sixty miles an hour. Yeah, here's why. <laughs> the science says seatbelts are dangerous. <laughs> Cigars, your only friend. <laughs> I like that you guys think that Nova is like a news stinger. <laughs> no, just, like, no, just that it's nice old. Nice yeah, yeah. might kill you. <laughs> Details at eleven. <laughs> just that it's just yeah. that it's old. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's why right. I was using the you sure. know the old timey voice, right? Man. Because anything that happened before nineteen eighty five is old. Yeah, is yes. old. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> anyway, patreon.com slash bmfcast. More more fucking rambly, stupid jokes like this from us. Yeah, so, I mean, we, let's get out of here, shall yeah, we? Well, well, one more thing. 9105 oh, oh. Jocks BMF or 910556 I've said that 589 episodes in a row. Can't leave it out. Right. True. All right. Now let's get out of here. Yeah. I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamfcast out.